Hello and welcome to an episode of Beyond Friends, a podcast through her eyes. We're your hosts, Sunny, Bunty, Hang, Bert. We're delighted to have you join us today. If this is your first time listening to us, we're happy to have you here. And if you listened to us before, welcome back. Bert, it's so nice to have you back on this podcast. Since we last talked, a lot has happened and changed. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you for having me. Um, I know for those who are not listening, the last time I was here, I did not have a mustache and a goatee, but today I have one. So I definitely surprised uh, the host here. It'd be nice to press myself too. Yeah. So it has been a hot minute. Yeah. We're going to have to share your picture on social media or like, here, let's do that right now. Actually, let's take a yeah, yeah, right okay, now. little I'm quick down. selfie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. Let, let me make sure it's, it's right in camera. Yeah. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. Cute. Okay. <laughs> Bert, yeah, like Pink said, welcome back. So happy to have you here. I know like our mustaches have maybe changed a little, but I think something new about you too, another thing that's new is that you are now offering something called a masterclass, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, I am. Can you tell a little bit more about what that is, what it means? I know, um, I mean, you reached out and we can definitely share your information with our listeners. But since you're here already, can you tell a little bit more about what your masterclasses are? Yeah, so I just wrapped up our uh, Level Up Masterclass, which is a five-day masterclass, free online, uh, lasted from Monday to Friday. And we talked about lifestyle, purpose, multiple streams of income, and then also branding your business. Uh, so the reason I'm so hyped and you know excited about this and I wanted to share you, you ladies and your listeners is that um, before we jump into any endeavor, endeavors or investments, we have to look at our lifestyles first, our habits, our mindset, so that we have the right mentality to invest in ourselves, our businesses, right? Or our lifestyle. So the whole five days, we talked about low performing habits like phone binging uh, or partying on weekends or over napping or using uh, the same excuses and exhausting it, like the words, I'm too busy. I don't have enough money uh, and I can't do it because, and also we talked about um, how to brand your business, which a lot of my audiences who I talk to are professionals who lead busy lives and uh, they, their questions by joining the class in the group is saying, I don't know, how do I make more money or how do I you know, grow my business? So what we talked about on our last day, which is Friday, uh, about how to brand your business so irresistibly. So your messaging comes off across where the consumer is like, oh yeah, I want that. Like I want a piece of that product or service. That's so interesting. So was it like the same people who attended all, you said five classes, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the five classes, um, I do a registration and um, uh, I have students and clients who register to the master class. And then what I do is if you register, uh, you get a free guidebook, which I call your manifesto, which is uh, you get tips and tricks on how to grow your business, your money, and how to really reflect on yourself in a way where you can leverage it and level up, which is the, the name of the master class, where you can level up yourself and your lifestyle. And then within that, I also promote it and do the live master classes within my community group called Driven Professionals. And that's where uh, you can watch the live classes. So if you register, you get a book with tips and tricks, but you can watch live class without registering to just kind of follow through and 
understand what we're talking about, but really by registering yourself, you get that book to really follow through and keeping you grounded even after five days, because then you have that tangible uh, PDF with you that you can always reflect to and look back to. So it was, so it was really good. We ended it yesterday, Friday, um, a good turnout, a lot of good conversations in the DM and also in, in the email. So I was really mm-hmm. glad for that too. Ember, did you say this was virtual or was this in person? Yeah, this is virtual. Mm-hmm. Virtual. Okay. And then um, I'm sorry, I have you on social media and I should know this, but um, is this your first time doing this masterclass of leveling up or is this your second? Yeah. Yeah. This, this is the first. Um, so I have, uh, I, this is my third masterclass, but every masterclass is different. So it caters gotcha. to the different uh, topics and themes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for this third one, we talked about leveling up on how to, really, you know, what is your main number one problem that you're having trouble with to level up to grow a business? So I talk a lot about like, like a bit of professionals who lead busy lives, just, just like us, we have our professional life and then we have individual lives, family, where whether you're a mom, a dad, a brother, a sister, a wife, a husband, uh, we come back home, we reflect we're so exhausted. So this whole masterclass was all about how can we get you from coming off work to still grow that business, do that passion so that you're just not feeling unengaged where you're just like repeating the same mundane routines. And, and I've been in that shoe. So that's a lot of the topics that we talked about was like, how do we come back home? So we are actually doing good for us rather than just coming home repeating the same thing Monday through Friday. And a lot of us fall into that trap as we lead that busy lifestyle. That's so interesting. And I think um, you've touched on a lot of good points. Um, as you were kind of explaining your master classes, um, I started to think about, you know, if I did do one, two, and three um, uh, from a perspective of the student and also from your perspective, how have you... Um, measure success and how has students communicated to you? Um, oh, Bert, I tried this out and it worked. Or do you do any surveys? Yeah, so I do a lot of uh, surveys, yes. And I also do a lot of, um, so within my program the, called the Level of Program, it's a 90-day program. And we do, I do one, I do one-on-one coaching. And also we have a group coaching where you can follow your own modules at your own pace. So it's not so much of like, uh, one-on-one every week, but it's, you have videos to watch, you watch at your own pace, but then we also have the one-on-one. So I do surveys. I also do one-on-one connects. And I also uh, want to make sure that my clients are always understanding that within the program, you can also cater it to what you want to be coached on. Uh, so my whole entire program is also based off on these four pillars uh, that I call the four purposeful experiences. And that's our relationships, our social, uh, our money, and then our, uh, our personal. And then, you know, when you, in, within the program, my students or clients, we will chat and talk about, are you looking to grow yourself personally or are you looking to grow your business? And then if they like, you know, I want to grow my business. And then, I, and then that's where we deep uh, dive deep and we strategize on how to grow your business. But at the same time, I want to make sure that you yourself are doing okay uh, in your personal uh, pillar, uh, aside from the four, so that you can uh, you know, do a work-life balance. So it's a lot of communication surveys and making sure that they're okay. And it's more, more one-on-ones, 
or social proofs themselves. Right. I would love to um, learn, like, how did you, like, come to the idea of a master class? And, like, how did, like, you create that? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good question. Thank you, Sunny. Uh, so to to give background of why I came up with master classes and why I, I do these to draw or to, to bring, to just bring community is because in 2020, uh, long story short, you know, I fell into depression. I was very unengaged with my routines, like my decisions. I didn't really feel good about myself uh, making the right decisions on my money. So I was abusing alcohol a lot. Every weekend I party with my friends and that wasn't helping me. And I, I feel into depression. I, I had no fulfillment, but then I raised my hand and I hired a life coach that really helped me discover why I was very insecure, why I feel into depression uh, in very high level. The, the reason why I was depressed and I was insecure is because one super simple, but I did not see it because I was clouded by that depression. It was, I stopped dancing. And number two, I was afraid of time. And number three, I was afraid of money. And that all stemmed from my parents. And yeah, it's super simple. It's right there. But my depression was like clouding that. And then in 2021 uh, or 2022, I hired a um, business strategist who helped my business to grow to where it is today. And then my business strategy was the one that taught me that, you know, Bert, if you want to hit a ma- a bigger, massive uh, community to really get your message out there is to, you know, host a masterclass because you're so knowledgeable. You have so many experiences and you're, you're a graphic designer and you have a lot of materials. So host a masterclass, give your knowledge. And to those who resonate and uh, understands and you understand the audience, that's when you can accumulate to them and you draw them to you. So that was the inspiration to uh, masterclass and also a, a shout out of inspiration to my first journey of becoming a lifestyle coach. I love that you were able to like, obviously like these things, these good things that happen to us, they come in the times when we need it the most. And like they come in result of reflection and growth and healing for ourselves and stuff. And so I'm glad that you're able to, you know, keep working through that and find like what you needed to do in order to do it and so um I think like what I know I feel like that's one of the things about like reflection and growth is like sometimes the things that are hurting you like is right there you probably know it's that but you like it's like a light bulb moment when you actually identify it as that too so Mm -hmm. kind of what are some of your like tips in terms of working through a hard time in order to get past these struggles and to get productive and like get your dreams going and stuff like that Mm -hmm. yeah and thanks Mincy for that so earlier when I said that my the reason for my depression and insecurity was uh, that I stopped dancing uh, money and time and that's them for my parents so so me talking about that was just the result and that is so simple. It's like, oh my God, bro, that's so easy. How did you not know that? It's like, well, like you said, Monty, once, once it's you, you don't see it. So my, you know, feedback for that is like often reflect on yourself and also raise your hand and ask for help because I thought that I was okay. I thought I was good for two years. Uh, but the thing was, I was doing my same old thing. Like I was reflecting, I was meditating. I'm like, you know, this is, this, this is all I need for two years. And then, but really I wasn't getting anywhere until I hired my life coach 
And we actually worked together for only three months, 90 days. He changed my whole perspective within three months. And I realized, yeah, I wasted two years uh, and I thought I knew what I was doing and I didn't. But when I worked with someone else and I knew when to let my ego down, my pride down, raise my hand, he solved my problems in 90 days, three months. And I was like, wow, I wish I would have done this sooner because I wasted two years of uh, burning bridges you know, not being a good significant other at the time and also not being good to myself. And if I, if I would have done it earlier, I probably would have like, uh, like learned my lessons and my insecurities a lot sooner. Do you feel like you needed to, you needed to live those experience to be where you are today? Oh yes. Oh yes. Because at that time I was 20, 23, 22. So I was very, um, very egotistical. I was very prideful of like, I'm a man. I don't need to have anyone else help me with my feelings. I got this. I just need mm-hmm. to reflect. I just need to meditate. And I just need to have friends around me and talk to them. Um, and then I did it for two years and, you know, nothing happened, nothing changed. And when I raised my hand and I asked for help, that's when I realized, okay, I need to humble down. I need to let my pride and my ego go away. So that's why in 2022, when I faced the same problem with my business, I was prideful and egotistic again. I was like, you know what? I can figure this on my own. You know, I don't need anyone else helping me in my business. But Bert, remember in 2020, when you're really depressed, you raise your hand, you feel really good. So then in 2022, that's why I, I hired a business strategist. I've been working for, well, with her for one year now. Uh, and she has changed my voice entirely. And that's like my main message to, to you ladies and daughters. Like, um, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to let that down and just, you know, and see what other people are saying because you might solve your problem a lot faster than if you do it yourself. And if you've been doing what you've been doing for the past two, three years and you see no results, that means you're doing something wrong. I like that you brought that up because I think that sometimes when we think about self-care, self-growth, reflection and stuff, we, we build a habit and we build practices that maybe served us at a certain time. But as time moves on and as you face new things, those things don't serve you the same way that they used to anymore. And so sometimes what you have to do is switch up your routine and switch up your tactics and strategies in terms of helping yourself and being there for yourself. And so I think that like even for me, I've been going through that recently in terms of like feeling really down. And I'm just like, oh, my God, like no matter how much I'm doing these things that used to help me, I just like you lose a little hope because you're like, oh my God, I'm not working anymore. But you also have to like switch things up and like, you know, allow yourself to new opportunities and to new people and to new communities as well. And so, yeah, I really like that you brought that mm-hmm. up. And, and to really uh, piggyback on that real quick, it's, um, I know that when we say we know ourselves best, and I think that's true, but sometimes I think other people know ourselves best just because I say that from experience from my own story is that. I thought I knew myself. I thought I just needed to do this. But really, when I hired my life coach, I was like, man, you just solved everything I was going through in like 90 days. And why did I struggle so much? Because we're in it. So it's harder to get yourself and break, break yourself away because you think you could just solve it on your own. You don't need to really raise your hand or invest in yourself. So that's um, one thing that I know it's hard to do. But um, again, that's where our pride and our ego comes in a little bit. But I just want to say I appreciate you talking about like this timeline for us. I think sometimes um, like 
in this podcast too we talk a lot about like our healing journeys or just our journeys to like become a better person and usually when you're on that path you just want it like immediate or like instant results but learning that like it's been a very long time for you and see your timeline um, it gives it a more like realistic approach and feeling that like things are doable and real um it's just like time will tell us you've talked about like that point in life of like you just like drinking and going out and having like you know almost like you know quote-unquote like living your best life to a degree and then realizing that that's not serving you like can you explain a bit more of the situation or something I feel like one thing I think about this as like my journey with therapy as well like I feel like it took me a long time realize that like oh shit like I need therapy like I need to like work on myself and um you know there are certain moments that like added up to that so like can you give us an example of one of those moments that made you like kind of open your eye or like gave you a hint that like hey like let's kind of take a step back and reevaluate everything Mm -hmm. in 2020 when i was 23 24 i was uh, working my dream job i was getting paid really well for a 23 year old and i was single at the time i had money i had a car and i was like this is it i'm living my best life and because of that i abused it by every weekend I would party with my friends and my sister and my brother now I know because to give you a story so even when I recover my sister and my brother oh you're home today Friday every Friday they're like oh Bert you're home today Surprise! I'm like, yeah, I'm home today. Why? Right? He's like, oh, because you're never home Fridays. Because Fridays, I'll get drunk. I'll sleep over at my friend's house. And then I will come home for like two, three hours. And I'll go back Saturday and party. And then Sunday is when I stay home. And I work Monday. So I did it for two years. Two years into three. So that's why um, even now, well, now is better. But before... My siblings will always say, oh, we're surprised you're home on a Friday and Saturday. And that's when I realized, wow, okay, this is not good. Because why do they keep saying that to me? It's because I, I stopped over way too much. And even my mom uh, got to the point where she was so tired of lecturing me and telling me to like, why are you always out sleeping in other people's houses? And I will always say, you don't understand. They're like my, my best friends, my close friends. Like it doesn't bother them. Now I'm like, wow, but that was embarrassing. I can't believe I even said that. It's just more like uh, I realized, okay, my attitude of life and my money and my dream job was getting, was feeding my ego. And that's when I had to, you know, because I, I had an idea of who I wanted to become. I wanted to become somebody who uh, was respectful within my family, my friends. I also wanted somebody to become someone who owned their own thing, whether that's a business, a legacy or a company, whatever it is. I knew I wanted to be that person. And then my decisions right now was not helping that. And that's why I finally put on the brakes and I was like, you know what? I need help. What I've been doing was not helping. And then surprisingly, I feel like I feel like when you're ready and you just ask the universe it comes to you Uh, my friend an acquaintance who is my life coach now and we're super close he reached out to me he's like hey Bert I have a master class this weekend talking about life purpose I was like okay you know you know let me let me just check it out I went in I was like wow I I need this guy in my life I've been failing for two years I need to change it up. So that was a long story short to answer your, your question, uh, Sunny. Isn't that crazy? Just how like life has worked and really you needed to live, quote unquote, your best life in order to realize 
the potential you could really live and the life you could possibly have. Um, that's so powerful in itself, Bert. And I feel like a lot of us are still on that journey. I myself am. I can go, I go on for a couple of hours on like my epiphanies and the different, the, the different music I'm just listening to in the car that really just changes my life or my, my decisions. And just really appreciate that. I have one question in that story because you have mentioned about like, obviously these are your friends that you hung out and partied with for like two years and stuff. And so when you kind of had that switch up, how did you navigate those friendships? How did you navigate that new lifestyle? Did you lose people along the way? And how did you cope with that? Yes, I lost a lot of people (laughs) along the way. Uh, So I actually thought I had friends. I thought I was important. I thought I was cool. So I actually probably a lot of people went from 20 people to 15 people. And then when I really healed or, or started to heal, when I really raised my hand, it went down to about eight friends out of 20 that I went in, eight friends. Those are the friends that I love to to death and to heart right now. I went to one of my best buddies. His wedding was actually yesterday. So those are my eight friends that I knew that had my back because they were the ones who told me that, Bert, we know you can party, but you like got to slow down. You got to, you need help. Like you got to get help. You uh, are, are very talented and we don't want to waste you. And then my best friend who I knew was my best friend, but at the time I thought he was just a cool dude. But even now he's my best friend because he tells me like, dude, you're too good to be doing this kind of decision for yourself. You need to slow down on your drinking. You need to stop partying every weekend. You're very talented. You you have to focus on that. And because of that, even from 20 people to 15 or 12, and then now to eight. And those are my my uh, my eight friends that I hang out with. Where it's just now we're just watching Netflix. We're just chilling. We're watching scary movies <laughs> together in the dark. Love that for you, Bert. Thank you so much for like sharing that. I have one last question, which is how much does like your masterclass cost? And if a student or someone who like is like income restricted would love to like attend a class, like how can they go about that? Like are there scholarships or grants or like payment plans that they can be a part of? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my masterclass is 90 days. Uh, and then the program is $3,000. But then we also do a monthly payment of three months for $1,000. And then within the level of program, which is my program, we cover off on your lifestyle. So we really focus on your habits and your routine. Uh, because I believe that anything you get into, we first have to focus on our basics. That always comes down to our habits and our routines. Uh, you can say that you want to be a billionaire, but you can say you want a, a dream life, you want to travel, but how to get there is your habits first and your routines. So we tackle that. And then depending on where you're at within your lifestyle, I also really focusing on our business strategy as a graphic designer myself, uh, a business strategist myself. I want to make sure that you are working on your business business as an entrepreneur, business owner, how do you balance between your lifestyle and your business so that you're not living two worlds or you live in one world? And that costs again, $1,000 for three months, or that's $3,000 for one payment. And that's for 90 days. It might be too early, but do you know when your next masterclass is happening or when people can expect one? Yeah. So my masterclass, I host them every three months, uh, but that also does change depending on the timing 
of the month or the the holiday, but usually it is every three months. Awesome. Thank you so much, Bert. And thank you so much, Mainty and Sunny for your great questions there. If I could shift gears here now just a little bit um, and just dive more into depth of what and who Bert is and and feel free to open this conversation with any of your stories personal experiences um but keeping your peace at heart as well yeah let me just start off with okay bert you know beginning of this episode i said a lot has changed and you made a comment about your beard and mustache outside of that um, can you share with um nc sunny and i and our listeners what other things has changed in your life and um share with us updates about life mm-hmm. um <clears throat> i share about my social life i think that that's that could be a good talking point uh to stem from there so i recently won uh three months ago i won an award uh in our advertising agency advertising world industry in minnesota called adfed uh for those who are marketing and design students uh, it's called uh 32 under 32 so they 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 32 under 32 means you have to be 32 years old or younger to win and be recognized as as the brightest young minds in advertising in minnesota So I recently won that award uh, and I, I was so surprised that I won it because uh, my coworkers, my boss, uh, you know, they, they submitted me as a contestant and participant and out of 180 people, you know, it, it's so interesting because I went through the list and everyone there was, they were like executive directors, super impressive backgrounds. And I tend, and I happened to be one of the 32 winners And I was just so shocked and so surprised that I won out of all the, and even I was, I feel like I didn't deserve it. And then my boss uh, humbled me down and said, Bert, out of all of those contestants, do you know why you won? And I was like, I don't know why I won. Like I wouldn't be in the industry for six years. Like I didn't even, I didn't have any big winning projects, but he reminded me saying that it's not about what you do in the industry it's about what you do as a person. You have been involved in the community as a designer and in advertiser, like outside of where you did it for seven, six years during college. And that's why they recognize you. It's not just about the work that you do, but it's the, about the impact. And that's why I was among the 32. Uh, so that was a really big um, humbling moment for me to, to tell myself that sometimes uh, you need just to, to breathe and reflect on the things that you have done. And I tend to forget that a lot. That's so awesome. Congrats, Bert. Wow. Did you and your family um, and girlfriend, um, did y'all celebrate anyway? And if so, um, how? Yeah, we did. Uh, so my girlfriend and I, we definitely celebrated my boss. And then we went to the ceremony together because, you know, you, it's like, you know, where you go, you don't know who wins. But so it was me, my boss, my girlfriend and my copywriter who I work really close with. And my name was announced. Super happy. We had a good time. Uh, and then, quote, if you live in Minnesota, we also end our night at Unison to, to celebrate that. <laughs> That's classic. So classic. <laughs> classic, classic. <laughs> I, um, again, I just really love that. I love how, like, we're seeing that pattern of you. Like, you've been working towards this. And, like, when good things happen, you, like, forget all about that journey. And you're, you always remember about it. Um, just want to circle back. So you had talked about, like, 
you are teaching um I don't even know like if this is the correct term so correct me if I'm wrong but like you're teaching your clients on like how to not live in two worlds but like live in one world with both of their passion so like how are you living in this one world with your master class and your graphic design job like how are we meshing that up and um yeah cultivating that mm-hmm. um so this goes back to the episode where we talked about values and yes, I'm talking about values, super simple, but very effective, is that I wanted to make sure I'm always somebody who values creativity and uh, leadership and also uh, self, meaning self-worth. Um, so what I'm doing is I'm combining my passion. So I talked to a lot of college students as a speaker, but like, hey, you can be a professional, but you can still dance, be an artist and whatnot. And also, you can also still chase your dreams, but also pursue something else. Hence, one of the biggest life decision I've made recently is I put in my two weeks. So I'm quitting my dream job. I'm working my passions as a lifestyle coach and speaker. Coming up this week, uh, my last day is, is my last day is week Thursday for you in, in October. It's her month now, but yeah, I'm leaving my dream job to pursue my passions because I really um, reflect a lot of my values and I really appreciate my self-worth. But that's all from like years and years of preparation and getting help and asking for help. What a big step, Bert. Wow. How how does that make you feel? Scary. Very scary, Mm -hmm. but very empowering. Um, I, I had a a big regroup with my creative team. It almost felt like we were playing among us because my creative director, you know, I love him. We're close, but he likes to make things dramatic. And he was like, so we're meeting today because one of us is leaving. And everybody was like, whoa, who's leaving? And he was like, but then they're also an art director. And that's where it narrowed down. But everyone was like pointing fingers like, damn, who, who's the next one that's leaving? And he said, it's our beloved Bert a director that's leaving and everyone of course went crazy with the comments um, but if it, when he announced that it was a good sign of i no longer had to feel stressed because you know i i put my sweat and my tears into this company i worked more than 80 plus hours as an advertiser for this company and knowing that i'm leaving that industry it just feels really good because you know, I will come home stressed, exhausted, very overworked. Um, and, you know, my life coach and my business strategy said the same thing. Bert, imagine if you put that 80 plus hours into yourself, your business. Can you imagine the amazing things you can do? And that's when my life switch is like, you're right. If I did the same hour to my business, to myself, it's going to be hard. But at the same time, it's going to, I will be amazing. And that's all thanks to the um, self uh, reflection and to help do my business strategist and my life coach that's a very like we all said already that's a huge step into your career i mean like your your what you're doing now your business is essentially your career and stuff and so in terms of fear and stuff like that what would you say are some of the biggest things that you are nervous for that you might face and um that you are currently facing right now yeah so many fears in my head right now but for sure it's about the number one is money i'm gonna go broke <laughs> i'm not gonna survive uh and i might not 
you know, might not make it, but those are my three biggest fears. But if we listen to our own idols and everything, they always say, you know, money will come. You just have to work hard for it. And yes, but when you're in the moment, it's so scary. So I definitely, I'm definitely afraid of that. But the reason why I, I feel so confident, well, not confident, but I feel ready is because I've prepared for three years and I have enough funds. But then, of course, you never know what that funds go towards to emergency wise. Uh, and also, I, I battled a lot of mental meltdowns. Like I was like, Bert, you don't you can't do it. Like you're not ready. Who's going to listen to you? You're only you know, 27. You're you don't have experience. You're not old enough or Bert. No one's going to believe in your, you know, in your uh, packaging. Like you cost too much. You're too expensive or your knowledge is not valuable enough. So I had a lot of mental breakdowns of like, I didn't really believe in myself. And then I also felt like I was living in past as, as an imposter. And that still happens, you know, it's not gone. It's still there, but I have my life coach and my business strategist there to help me. That's why I, I, I love them to death. They, they tell me, Bert, it's not all about who you are, what knowledge you have, but it's all about how much you believe in yourself. Uh, because even you as 27, who's coaching somebody who's like 45, they will look at you like, damn, this guy who's 27, he's so ambitious. And look at me, 45, I'm struggling. Uh, he's going to serve me way better than me serving myself because, you know, I could have been doing that at that age, but because you're so ambitious that I need that same energy. So it's more about the energy than the experience. Uh, and that's why I get reminded all the time. Well, it sounds like your life coaches and uh, your life coaching, your um, business strategy coach really played a big impact in shaping you who you are today. Dumb question, but will you recommend it? I'm like, dang, I feel empowered. Should I go look up a life coach too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I want to say that there are misconceptions between a life coach, a therapist, a strategist coach. I feel like at the end of the day, it's, it's what you need. Uh, I did seek out a therapist. It also comes back to what do you need? For me, I knew I was depressed. I knew I wanted to become better and that I knew that I needed somebody to really hold my hand and hold me accountable. And yes, I, I, I looked up therapists and services and I almost felt like, you know, many therapists are different. My, the, my experiences was that they asked me questions that I really knew that I, that helped me, they gave me, they set me goals, which is amazing. But then when I hired my life coach, he was like, Bert, screw all that. Why are you not like, he just asked me, why are you so depressed? Like, why are you being so lazy? He asked me the hard questions. I hated it. I was like, bro, you don't know me. You don't know my life, you know, thing. but I was like, you know what? You're right. Why am I being so lazy? Why am I? So it depends really on your need. So that's why I, I that's why I hired a life coach. Not only that, but then uh, as a life coach, you know, he he gave me a, a structure. He gave me a strategy. He told me sometimes you need to be told what to do instead of asking you what do you think you should do. It's like I think you're depressed, but you should try this. You should do this. And then I tried it. If it doesn't work, we move on. Um, so that's so it's just more like who you are and what you're asking for. And what I need at the moment was somebody to just tell me what to do because I've been doing this for two years. It's not working. I need you to tell me what to do for once. Uh, and that's how I um, ended up with a life coach to, to answer your question. Thanks, Bert. That helps a lot too. And everyone's journey of life is so different. And we tend to compare ourselves a lot, especially with just our peers, our friends. Uh, sometimes what we need isn't just one answer and it isn't just one outlet or one person but understanding 
what that could really mean and finding the right person for that too yeah I think your description of like a life coach and a therapist is like so great you know because I think about like sports right obviously the coach like knows the play knows how to like get to the end goal and like they're going to direct you how to do stuff and I think about like in therapy is always about like what do you want you know like how do you want to like cultivate your life so it's, it's nice to know that like you took different approaches and like you found the one that you like and I also just want to again congratulate you on like getting out of that nine to five right I think that's amazing because obviously like for you to cultivate your a master class and like an audience this big that means that you've put in a lot of work outside of your like nine to five job so have you told anyone else about leaving this job or like have you i don't know you've announced it yet i don't think you've seen any announcement that like this is going to be your full time so like are you planning to do any of that yeah i do plan doing it the only person that knows the only people that know is my girlfriend and my closest friends and my 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 siblings i have not told my parents yet because i'm afraid to still tell them <laughs> because of the long expectations of like mom mom and dad no why are you leaving they're definitely gonna give me an earful and for sure prepare for that 100 percent uh and i do tend to make an announcements of me leaving i i'm doing it for myself because i i want to i believe in the fact of celebrating small wins and i want to share it share my win to to my friends and family who follow me and also, you know, an inspiration mostly to my nephews and nieces and letting them know that, hey, you know, you can also pursue your own dreams and kill it and major in something and still kill it. If you don't go to school, you can still kill it uh, because if your uncle can do it, you can do it too. You're not like me. Yes. But if your uncle found a solution, you can too. So that's my biggest um, reasons why I post my small wins on social media. Uh, it, it may not hit them, but they do definitely recognize it and they do say they do celebrate with me too. But it's so to really let my family, my nephew, nieces, because they're they're in high school, they're in college, uh, to let them know that, hey, your uncle who went to four years, bossed his ass off uh, and got into his dream job, but he left his dream job and now he's pursuing something totally different. And it's scary, but he's doing it and you can too. Was leaving your dream job ever in your, like your vision? No, it was never in my in my vision. It was never in my plan um, until I hired my life coach. Uh, because you know, working my dream job, I I I loved it because you know I spent four years as a graphic designer. I worked my you know I worked hard. I spent a lot of time in it, and then when I got my dream job, I was super happy. I, I worked it for two, three years and then I, I let it get the best of me. My ego went up, my pride went up. That's when I feel into depression. And I got I hired my life coach. And he was like, Bert, aside from design, what else do you love? And at that time, I was actually um talking to uh speaking to my Concordia, which is my alumni uh college. I was going back to kind of help them be better public speakers because I had a good uh, like public speaking mindset so they brought me back all the time and then that eventually evolved into what i'm doing now so then my life was like but what else can you do besides design if you can't design and i was like uh, i can speak like i can speak okay because i do teach people how to speak and he was like so how do you feel about that i'm like actually i love i like doing it so that's that was hence the inspiration of me becoming a speaker how do you think and I know you said you haven't had this conversation with your parents yet, and you already are predicting how they're going to react. How do you think 
it's gonna go and how are you gonna like approach that conversation and have your siblings been like bro you need to tell mom and dad mm-hmm. um so before i give my parents i do want to tell my siblings to me my siblings uh long story short we are super close but before that our relationship was not good so you know every relationship um starts somewhere so I, so what i'm talking and sharing is only the result not the journey uh, so for sure, my siblings, uh, I, I wanted to tell them first. I told, I, I told my girlfriend, hey, I'm going to tell my siblings on October, in October, uh, that I'm going to leave my job. But that might be too long. Or should I tell them now? And she was like, do whenever you want. I'm like, okay. Or do when you think like you're leaving. I'm like, okay. And then long story short, I'm like, you know what? I can't wait anymore because I, I want to leave so bad. So I, I was like, hey, guys. So me and my, me and my uh, family, we joke a lot. So I told them, hey, I'm getting married tomorrow. And they all went crazy. And I was like, just kidding. I'm actually leaving my job for real. Like, I'm leaving my job. I'm putting them in two weeks. And my siblings also freaked out again, too. They're like, oh, my God. Like, are you okay? Uh, are you good? But then a lot of them supported me. Uh, even even they said, you know, wow, it's about time. Because, you know, I talk about it so much. And I do it so much already. Uh, so I told them. So they gave me a lot of support. But then to my parents... I think the person I'm probably going to tell first is my mom, um, you know, because me and my mom are best friends and she de- denies it sometimes uh, is that I because me and her joke a lot all the time. And I feel it because of that relationship, I can kind of like mess with her a little bit and be like, no, mom, but for real, I, I'm really leaving my job. So I'm going to tell my mom first. And then, you know, mom, the mom usually tells the dad. So I would tell my dad later and hopefully by telling my mom first, she will help my dad ease and like, relax, relax. Like, don't, don't be too hard on your son. Uh, so that's, that, so I'm playing this strategically too. So my mom will help my dad calm down if I tell her first. But if I tell my dad first, he's going to be super Asian dad, Hmong dad, who is going to be like, nope, you have, you have to stay. We don't have money. We don't have enough money to sustain the, the house and the bills. That's so funny. That's a good plan to... <laughs> to um have your dad here through the grapevine which is really funny um I think that like yeah it's hard because I think in terms of siblings I'm thinking about if I was in your position my siblings would definitely like also also I love that your siblings were like are you okay and checking in on you first it shows that like you guys really you know care about your well-being and stuff um I think that for our parents, it's harder for them to comprehend these things, especially in terms of like it affecting your mental health and your well-being, because obviously if you're being overworked and you feel like you don't have time for yourself, that's going to affect how well you're doing. But then our parents are like so survival mode that like they can't see a life where someone's not working a traditional job, getting paid the traditional way, like in a form of a paycheck from an employer. And so it's definitely a hard dynamic and definitely like hard waters to tread through and to navigate because I think with their mindset of just like survival and making sure you're getting paid, it yeah, you're going to have to like build that bridge somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I just have one last question about you leaving your job, which is I think um, like why now? Like. I, I'm, not, I'm sure that's a question you might have asked yourself too. Like, why do I, why do I have to leave now? Right? Like, why can't I leave next year or so on? So, like, yeah, why, why are you doing all of this right now? Mm-hmm. Really good question. I, for me, it wasn't a, 
why now it's it wasn't a next year or it wasn't okay four years right it's more of a how much more bs can i take from my job <laughs> and how much more can i like do this um because i've been uh you know in the industry of advertising and graphics for six years six plus years uh but then i've been coaching and speaking for three years well speaking for three years coaching for for a year and a half um and it now it's just more of like okay which one do i love more which one do i resonate so much where i can do it every single day that i can do 80 plus hours on and that was really it it's like if everything about it if i put 80 plus hours into my coaching speaking man i would love it so much so that was when i knew okay this is time uh i wanted to leave last year but the difference is that last year i feel like i didn't work hard enough on my business but this year i went really hard uh, i registered myself i got more clients and i really went hard on my messaging my marketing and my branding and I'm like you know what if i any because of that i was like if i put 80 more hours on this i i feel like i can do so much more amazing things and in my job um i feel like it was getting too easy and if it, it felt like i was um just doing it just for the sake of money and that was really the decision i was like okay i don't need to wait another year because my business is also not going to grow any much anymore um so i had to choose whether do it now or do i want to just wait and be patient and listen to all of the bs from my company my clients and just hold on to it for another year and small you know i can't do that i love myself too much to to be able to just sacrifice all of these wasted hours that's so amazing because if i could just reiterate what i think i heard you said or what how what i took away is that you loved yourself more and so much that you're willing to let go and that is very powerful especially in, and not just for work maybe it comes in relationships romantic partners that you the moment you know and the moment you can love yourself much more is the moment that you can let go mm -hmm. like, wow wow well, Bert, I I feel like we could talk about this so much and so uh, so much longer. Uh, for the sake of time, I just kind of want to just take a little bit of time to dig deeper. Um, I don't know if you have caught up to our recent episodes so far, but um, here beyond friends, I don't know if we like to do this, but we tend to do this. We tend to go pretty personal and pretty deep pretty quickly. Um, so before we kind of close off this episode and these conversations, um, you know, can you share with us beyond friends and our listeners, something personal that's going on in your life? And if you have any questions for us, um, feel free to ask it. Yeah, I, I will share my part, but I do have a question before we end off too. Um, but before I get to that question, uh, a personal update is um, I've been dating my girlfriend for a year and two months. Um, I might have butchered it, but I think I'm right. <laughs> uh, but so I, I was never, so I recently bought her a promise ring for a one year anniversary. And uh, interestingly enough, I was never a promise ring guy because I thought that it was dumb. It's a waste of money because that money can go to your engagement ring 
And why would you buy a promise ring when she already knows that you love her? So I was never a promise ring guy. But then recently, uh, the reason why I bought her one, not because, you know, all my friends are getting married, but I actually had this thought before they even planned the weddings and stuff. It was more because uh, I finally, you know, after, you know, relationships that I didn't fit in well or that we didn't work, I understood what love meant in my own language. I understood what expectations meant in my own personal language and then her catering to me when I was like, wow, this is the woman that I know that can treat me right and that can love me to my full potential and respect my uh, ambitions. Uh, and I know I'm a hard person to love. And now I know I can be too ambitious because she even told me once that uh, I'm so ambitious that she loves it, but sometimes it burns and it hurts her because I'm too ambitious for her. And so she humbles me down. And, and that's like, wow, this is the woman I, I I need because she tells me to like stop being so egotistic. She tells me to stop being so ambitious, like just learn how to live in the moment and, and love what you already have. And that was like, I had to, I had to, I have to level up. I have to up my game and like, I need to get her something. And that was your promise ring came in. So the promise ring is just a materialistic thing. It does not mean anything, but the meaning behind it is that um, I respect you and I appreciate you and you mean a lot and you're very valuable in my decisions and in the things that I do and uh, the support I have. So that is a, a personal um, improvement on me and a uh, news for me too, from me too. We we talked about um, her already, but how does mom feel about that promise ring? Um, she uh, so I showed her. So I was like, "Ma," so we were eating dinner. I was like, "Ma," so me, my mom joke all the time because she wants me to get married already. So I I use that on her all the time. So I'm like, "Ma, I'm getting married next weekend." She goes, oh, "Really? With who? Your girlfriend?" I'm like, "Yeah, look, I bought her a ring," and she was so shocked. She was so happy. She was so excited. I'm like, "Just kidding. This is just a promise ring." And she she's she doesn't know what promise ring means. She's like, "Wait, you bought a promise ring? Then why did you give her a ring? We're not gonna bring her home." I'm like, "Oh no, a promise ring just means I love her. That she's mine." She and my mom had her. So I had to explain to my mom the difference between the gift ring and promise ring. But she really uh she loves it, and she told me to just get married now if and then whatever comes worry about it later and i'm like no mom we have to be in a good spot first as like personal and social and, and financial wise but my mom was like no no you can do that together like you can do that even when you're married like why do you have to wait i'm like yeah you're right but at the same time you know we both have our different needs so my mom loves it but she is even to this day she still calls me why are you not married yet like you can do it all together why you're still married i'm like no ma it's not like it's not as easy as that <laughs> is your girlfriend home yeah she's home oh okay because i know last time we had talked we kind of talked about the dynamics of like inner cultural dating and stuff so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but so <clears throat> i have a question with you ladies i know our first episode we talked about values and we also talked about dating so <laughs> you ladies been on dates and talked about any values or how often do you ladies share those aspects of yourselves <laughs> that is such a good question Bert. i think we um i think after your episode we did an episode we dared each other to go on dates mm -hmm. and um all three of us had a debrief about our values <laughs> with each other <laughs> after our dates and i think that pings oh my God, a great I'm place to talk about <laughs> 
Um, yeah, this yeah. is a great question. <laughs> so before you answer, Ping, so me and my girlfriend, um, the reason I say that because it, it's it's serious, guys. It's not a joke. Like the first thing I told my my girlfriend now, we talk about values. That's that's literally the first thing I told her. Like, hey, these are my values. What do you value? And that's that's in fast forward. I bought her apartment room. I went on this lunch with this guy I met. I hope he's not listening. Um, I met at a wedding, one of our friends' wedding last summer. And uh, he was, he's Hmong too. And I asked him the question, um, what are your core values? And he he kind of like looked at me kind of like, what the fuck? Is this girl serious? Like, <laughs> um. Well, he, he's like, well, what do you mean? And what kind of sense? And I, uh, I asked him, I, I clarified for him and then he shared with me, um, his values. Like I value friends and family and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and I tried to kind of have him look deeper and dig deeper. And then he, 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 he gave me some more. I was kind of fishing for it ish. Um, and then when he asked me what my core values were, um, I actually wrote it down. <laughs> like literally, I wrote it down. <laughs> and I shared with him, oh yes, family and friends. And I went down and said like integrity, authenticity, um, generosity, and leadership. And he's like, Wow, you really thought about this. And I was like, <laughs> I was thinking about our podcast episode. I was like, dang, maybe people need to think a little bit more, like, because it was so interesting just our take on uh, what our values are. And it also showcased to how, how different our journey has been up to that moment us, of us sitting at that table, uh, eating lunch together. So it was really interesting. Yeah. That's good. And I do to, to be back on that um, before my girlfriend, we, we talk about, Cause she asked me like, so why me are all the girls you went on dates with? And I'm like, well, the difference was that when I asked you about values, you were able to answer me as if like, you really loved yourself. But the other dates, they, they struggled. They, they had a harder time. And again, to your point, it's like, it shows who has actually took time to learn how to love themselves and not be shocked by it. And yes, they may say, oh, that's so cheeky. But it's like, but you know, why is it cheeky? Is it because you don't love yourself or is it because you're just not looking to be the uh, looking for something that's authentic and you and that's how you weed out the ones that are not meant for you in, in those dating processes Nancy, sunny yeah i i actually think that um i don't think i've talked about my values to any of like the dates i've been on i th- i don't know we just like we've never gotten to like that point of like talking um about that but I do I do feel like when I think about it too I sometimes I feel like it's like high commitment to like start talking about those things when I'm just wanting to like tread the waters and like try to figure out like the vibe of this person before I want to figure out if I want to like invest in them um and I I think that's just like my process of dating it's like trying to like figure out if they're worth an investment first before I like divulge myself in more and I think that value question is like really important like might be really great to ask on a first date instead of like waiting for like that third or fourth date but um I do want to say that like I 
I officially, so I moved out of my family's house um, in March, but yesterday I had officially like unpacked everything. I've decorated my whole place like to like my liking. And I I walked through my space and I was like, wow, like if I was to come into the space, I wouldn't know what this person values, which is art. Like everywhere, like I don't have a TV. I just have all like paint supplies and like, you know, canvases and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, like coming into the space, you can definitely tell that this person values art a lot um, and values cooking a lot and like skincare. Like those are like the three big stuff. And I was just like really impressed on like how how much a space can speak for a person. So I think that's what I was thinking about is like how things around us like reflects our values too. That's super true. I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. For me, I haven't gone, okay, there's, since we've met, I think there's, I've been on a few dates, but there's only been one person who I was like more seriously talking to. And with him, we didn't have just like that one sit down conversation on values. I think my answer is kind of like similar to when you asked us the first time, it's kind of like come up in different conversations and a collective of conversations. I think that for me, one reason why that is is because I have been because I've been in so many talking stages where guy or like encounters with guys who have been like more unavailable or like emotionally distant and like not as emotionally in tune with themselves and stuff I think what I was really seeking for and like the questions I was asking more definitely about them and who they are as a person because that's obviously very important but also like in terms of a relationship, are we compatible in the ways that you can treat your companion and your life partner and stuff? And so I've been definitely thinking about those stuff. But um, yeah, I should I should probably ask that question the, the next time I go on a date. I do want to add that even though I don't talk about values in my dates, I do think about like, this was an off-record conversation, but like, uh, that we had spoken about but I do think about those um, three types of hugs that you have mentioned like when he, when they hug me I'm like oh my gosh this is a friend hug like what's going on like this is not matching so I I'd be thinking about that now which I think is a really valuable experience so thank you Bert yeah and, and I want to chime on that too uh Sunny is that yeah, the three type of hugs. So to to reiterate it, I know it's been a while, and I share a story too. Is that the 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 one hand hug on the side? That's good friendship, just friendship. The two hand hug where you diag- you do a diagonal hug. That's also friends. Um, and then the one where you actually hug, where your both hands are over her head or shoulders, and yours is touching his waist. That is more of a couple or like I had a really good date hug. Uh, so those are the three types of hugs uh, to know where you're at. And I remember when I took my girlfriend at the time we were dating and she gave me the friend hug. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You, we're not doing so. I had a teacher like, no, this is the type of hugs I want. So I actually tell her like, no, I want to hug you like this. And then now we, we, she understands that every time on dates, uh, hence now but so before I, I i not everyone knows it but at the at the time i definitely had to let her know like no i don't want this kind of hug because i'm not comfortable with it i want to know you that my my intentions are different 
Thanks for sharing, Bird. It's uh, it's really intriguing just to kind of share how you navigate those relationships. And um, I actually don't know you. I don't know you for that long. I feel like Mindsy has known you longer than I have. But um, just from the moment you and I met um, back in 2020 up until this moment, I feel like I've seen so many different sides of you, Bert, as a person. And it just shows to um, within the time frame of our friendship you have grown so much. And so thank you for um, coming back and um, sharing your stories with us. Mm -hmm. No, thank you for having me. And I definitely agree. Sunny, Manti and and Ping, uh, uh, even though I know Manti even longer, but at the same time, it's like, it's not about the the breadth of the relationship, but it's about the moments that being shared that we can connect so well. Bert, before we let you go, can you share with us one more time your socials, your website, where people can find you and your information? Mm-hmm. Yes, um, you can find me on bertleyspeaks.com, my website. My Facebook is Bertley. And then I also have my community group called Driven Professionals. And I also, one more time, quick shout out announcement is that I also have a 90-day program called level up where we work on your lifestyle, your business strategies, making sure you are showing up consistently to generate more money so that you can continue doing what you love and you can continue loving the people that you love around your life as well. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you have any questions or want to tell us your stories, you can send us an email at teambeyondfriends at gmail.com. If you like our podcast, please share with your friends and give us a rating. You can also follow us on our Instagram and Facebook at Team Beyond Friends. Until next time.